Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Recruiting Every Second. I am your host, Blaine Gilmer, and Recruiting Every Second is the show on the Believe Podcast Network that has you covered for everything SEC football recruiting related. And man, the month of June is jam-packed with football recruiting news. We would absolutely be remiss, though, if we didn't touch on the college football playoff expansion that's coming up. We'll be hitting that. We'll be talking all of your recruiting news and notes here to start off the day. Also, we will have a feature interview from Christian Clemente of AuburnSports.com, the Auburn affiliate in the Rivals Network, and So excited to be bringing you all of this action today on Tuesday, June 15th. And we want to tell everybody that this show is brought to you by Bet Online and also Moinkbox, a new sponsor here on the show. So we'll have ads coming up from both of those here later in the show. But as I said, we do want to just talk about the recruiting aspects that are going to ensue from the college football playoff expansion. You know, we talk about everything here on the show as it relates to college football and try to tie it back to recruiting, and nothing will have more of an impact on recruiting, in my opinion, than this college football playoff expansion. The reason for that is because I think the balance of power is not going to be drastically altered in terms of who is at the very tippy top of the sport. But I do think in terms of that second tier that has a a puncher's chance, a fighting chance of getting into the playoff, making some noise in the playoff, that is going to change tremendously. That is going to change the infrastructure of college football in terms of how resources are allocated, who's going to invest in what. It's going to change how people look at football programs in certain areas. And when you talk about specifically SEC-related, this may be the shot in the arm that a team like Kentucky, for example, needs to a program that's on the rise, 
a program that's heating up under Mark Stoops to take it to the next level. And before we get too much further, I do want to say, speaking of you know heating up, guys, the month of June is heating up with a ton of sports action. And Bet Online is where you can find all of that sports action from the basketball playoffs, NBA playoffs, Atlanta Hawks are, you know, if you're if you're in the southeast, you're kind of around the, the Atlanta Hawk sub area there. Uh, the Hawks just tied it up 2-2 with the Philadelphia 76ers. So the Hawks, the basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and features are all over on Bet Online. Bet Online has all the latest odds news and information for your sports betting needs if you're so inclined to do so visit the website today betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit so before next tip tip off face off or pitch head over to bet online and start playing today bet online your bet online sportsbook expert so today is brought by Brought to you by Bet Online, and we're also going to have a uh, ad here from our new sponsor on the show, Moink Box, later on. But as I mentioned, you know that program, that Kentucky program, is heating up. It's one that I believe could finish second overall in the SEC East this year. I believe that they're the most talented and experienced team, other than Georgia in the SEC East. I think they will take care of Florida this year. You know, it really all depends on what happens at the quarterback position. Does Joey Gatewood kind of step up and take a hold of things? Some of the recruits that Mark Stoops has brought on in the last couple years are going to have a chance. Will Levis also coming in from Penn State will have a chance as well. But that Kentucky team is now going to be able to go into the homes of young men and say, listen, we have a we have produced nearly as much NFL talent as anybody in the last three or four years, which they have only six, seven programs have produced more. They had six guys drafted in the NFL draft in 2021, just an incredible output from Kentucky. And Mark Stoops is going to be able to say, so we're producing pro talent. Now we have a shot with this college playoff expansion where – even if we're not absolutely perfect during the season, we can improve over the season. Let's say you lose an early game, you improve over the season, as Kentucky uh, is, is apt to do and known to do under, under Mark Stoops. And then you finish, let's say you finish a year second in the SEC East, and you get into the playoff as a as an eight seed, seven seed, something something like that. Kentucky can sell that to their program. They can sell that not only to their program, but to their boosters. And a Kentucky program, too, that everything coincides with one another. This football program's on the rise a little bit. The Kentucky basketball program is on the decline. It hasn't uh, won quite as much as they expected under John Calipari. So this may be the right time for Mark Stoops to use some of that equity he's built up, especially with what he's had to deal with with no quarterback there the last couple of years has been absolutely rough so Kentucky is a program I could see benefiting from 12 teams getting into the college football playoff especially out of the SEC Auburn let's look at Auburn for example you got 
Brian Harson. It's going to take him a couple years, I think, to reach the the level where he could get into that. But let's just look historically. Auburn is a team that historically has been a team that can finish a year with two, three losses to just ab- – It's Auburn is the – most difficult job out there. You have to play Alabama every year. You have to play LSU every year, and you have to play Georgia every year. So that that is that is one of the hardest jobs in the entire country, and it almost guarantees unless you have just a unbelievable team that you're going to have two, three losses in a year. Well, depending on how those go, and depending on what your non-conference matchups are, now you've got Auburn who can go to some of these five-star talents, which Auburn has already recruited pretty well, but this could take him to the next level and say, hey, listen, Alabama has been kind of running the roost over here in the SEC East. We need somebody. We've already taken them down a few times. We need somebody to come in here and help us to consistently uh, get get over the hump in that, in that iron bowl to consistently get us into the SEC championship game, and that's going to be really the selling point. If you can get into the SEC championship game, you're almost guaranteed to get into the college football playoff. It would have to be a really, really tough circumstance and out of the ordinary situation for the team that is not in, that it makes it to the SEC championship game to not get into the college football playoff. So this will help Brian Harson, I think, sell things to recruits across the country has connections out west that we'll talk to Christian Comente about even a program like in Arkansas ladies and gentlemen that we've talked a lot about we talked in a previous episode to Kyle Sutherland of the Hog Talk podcast and you know just talking about the job that Sam Pittman has done Sam Pittman is really doing a good job of trying to lock down the state of Arkansas and you add in this college football playoff expansion, which I can't remember. I think it was somebody at the Athletic went back and did research talking about the teams that would have made the playoff had it been in effect over the over the last twenty years or so. Arkansas would have had a chance. I think you know in one of those years with you know Darren McFadden. So there's there's lots of Arkansas is not a team that that is out of the normal to have some pretty good success. I know the Chad Morris years were terrible. Um, Houston Nutt had some really good teams. So Arkansas is not out of the realm of possibility to be able to make it, especially if they can recruit at a high level. And I think what this college football playoff is going to do, it's going to give guys, especially guys who are tremendous salesmen like Sam Pittman, they recruit at a tremendously high level. Not only that power, like I said, to go in and, and maybe get some four, you know, high four star, maybe even occasionally a, a five star talent out of away from a program like a like a Texas, away from a program like a like a Notre Dame, even still one here or there, a four star from a Georgia or an Alabama. If Sam Pittman, Mark Stoops. Lane Kiffin, those programs can do that here in the SEC now. There's a op- real opportunity for three, maybe four programs in a given year to make the college football playoff once it spans to 12 teams. And once that happens, that's going to kick off spending. That's going to kick off excitement uh, from those boosters. That's going to create new facilities. That's going to lead to recruiting and 
once you recruit at a consistently high level, then that is what changes your program. And speaking of things that are game changers, guys, and things that you want to invest in, that is the case with Moink Box. Moink meat is so delicious. I love it, and you will too. You need to get Moink Box right now. Moink was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it was the best bacon he's ever tasted, and I agree. It's really, really good. Had some sent to the house here. So, And Jamie Simonoff, creator of the Ring Doorbell, invested in Moink. So we talked about investing in those college programs once they you know able to get to that point of making the college football playoff well a super rich person like jamie simonoff investing in moink box so why do four companies control 80 percent of the u.s meat industry because big food crushes the little guy and you can help change that with moinkbox.com why are 97 percent of chickens served in the united states dipped in chlorine Simple, because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. That's why you need moinkbox.com. Best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and the best salmon you'll ever eat won't come from the grocery store. You'll only find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need moinkbox.com. Join the moink movement today. Go to moink box.com slash believe that's b-l-e-a-v right now and listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box ordered that's one year of best bacon that you'll ever eat but for a limited time spell moink that's m-o-i-n-k box.com slash believe b-l-e-a-v that's moinkbox.com slash believe so Thank you to Moinkbox for sponsoring today's show. Now it's time for us to hit a little bit of news and notes here before we get to our feature interview with Christian Clemente of AuburnSports.com. As far as these news and notes, guys, there's nothing more newsworthy than it seems the recruitment of Walter Nolan, the big defensive tackle out of Cordova, Tennessee. And Walter Nolan has been, you know, Things are heating up with Florida, it seems, after a recent visit that he had. Florida was not really very high on the on the radar, it seemed, had more of an outside shot. Now the Gators come away looking like they've raised themselves up into really that top contender level for Walter Nolan right there at it. Also, uh, no matter what some people may say, Georgia is very much in this recruitment with Walter Nolan. LSU is going to get a visit at the end of the month. Alabama, so there's several SEC schools. Tennessee, of course, the home state team trying to keep Walter Nolan in state. They even offered his little brothers in the class of 2027. So, yeah, there's a lot of things going on when it comes to Walter Nolan, ladies and gentlemen. But just know this, that Walter Nolan at 6'5", 300 pounds, can move extremely well, is going to be a true anchor in the middle of someone's defense. But this is far from over, in my opinion. I think it's going to – sources that I've talked to through – I work at UGSports.com as well, so through the Rivals Network think that this is very much so open. Uh, even a team like a Michigan could get back in this. But if, in terms of the SEC, guys, you have Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, and, yes, Florida now firmly in it for Walter Nolan. Another 
SEC recruit that needs to be looked at is five-star linebacker Sean Murphy. Had a great visit. He's from the Manassas, Virginia area, six foot one, around 210 pounds. A guy that's going to be able to play inside linebacker and go sideline to sideline is a really great athlete. Julie Bodwin of TigerDetails.com put in a forecast for Sean Murphy over to the LSU Tigers coming off a great visit over there. LSU really starting to pick up some momentum as well. Once again, they're already ranked number two in the in the rankings. So LSU didn't have a ton to pick up in terms of in terms of their momentum, but getting a guy, a five star linebacker like a Sean Murphy added to the class would be huge, especially got people like Georgia in contention, Florida State in contention. So LSU being able to pick that one up would be massive. Also, guys, there's the the saga that is Evan Stewart at one point committed to Texas. Georgia seemed to be firmly in this thing. Now Georgia has taken kind of a backseat in this recruitment. I don't know if there's some miscommunication there uh, personally in terms of some stuff he was doing on on social media, things like that. But anyways, Georgia appears to have taken a step back. Now you got Florida, just like Walter Nolan, that is firmly in the picture here. Uh, LSU at an outside shot of recruiting him. Texas A&M is pushing hard. Texas is going to be right there. So that is your story on Evan Stewart, one of the most dynamic receivers in the country. Then, of course, you have Tyler Booker, who is a – Tremendous offensive tackle from IMG Academy, originally up from the Connecticut area. Area, And there's two SEC teams really vying for Tyler Booker. In my opinion, Florida and Georgia are the favorites there. Alabama also, uh, you know, with a shot of, of getting into things. But I think Tyler really likes the pitches that are coming out of Gainesville, Florida, and of Athens, Georgia right now. Tyler is one of five IMG ascenders that is set to make official visits to georgia this weekend this is something that when you talk to tyler booker he's a very self-aware person very intelligent young man that knows what he wants out of his career and what he's his very goal oriented he wants to play in the nfl he's looking for the program that will do the best job preparing him to do so that's one reason he went to img Academy wanted to play against the best competition, practice against the best competition. So it is going to be, there's no one more competitive than Kirby Smart. So if he can sell that competitiveness to Tyler Booker and how that is going to prepare him for the NFL, I think Georgia could really hop up here to be the clear front runner in the recruitment for Tyler Booker after this official visit weekend on the 18th through the 20th. But we'll still see what happens there. And then also a receiver out of St. James, Louisiana. Clearly, Shaz Preston, a lot of people have thought that he's been a LSU lean this entire time being from the state of Louisiana and, and just what they've been able to do with receivers in that program lately. But talk to Shaz Preston's father not long ago, Sean Preston, and they were very impressed with their visit at UGA. They had They have a you know, strong relationship with the people at USC. Alabama is impressive to them. Texas, so there's a lot going on with Shaz Preston. It is wide open. 
Uh, Clemson made a good impression. So Shaz Preston is one of those receivers that LSU should definitely be able to to pull in being a home state guy there. But you've got programs like Georgia, programs like Texas, programs like Alabama and Clemson that are buying very hard for this four-star receiver who Shaz Preston, when you watch his game, guys, he's the type of receiver that can really help a program because he does all the little things that are necessary for a winner. He's able to find the chains, pick up pick up those first downs when they're very, very needed in clutch situations. He just has great field awareness, very strong hands. He's in a run-first type offense down there, but when they throw the ball, he makes the best of it. Shaz Preston, a name to know here in the class of 2022. And now we are going to bring you that feature interview that we promised with Christian Clemente of AuburnSports.com. Christian is the beat writer for AuburnSports.com, has all the daily ins and outs of what's going on over there at Auburn, especially in Auburn football, and what a time it has been with the transition from Gus Malzahn to Brian Harson over there, a new era of Auburn football. And we'll bring Mr. Christian Clemente on right now. Christian, thank you so much for joining Recruiting Every Second. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. No, no, it's a it's a great time. Great time to be talking football. Great time to be talking recruiting. And uh, it's it's a pleasure to have you on here. And especially when we can talk about a new era of Auburn football, as I said. What has it been like, Christian, being a beat writer and covering this transition period of Gus Malzahn, who had some tremendous highs, but also some valleys of lows at Auburn. And now you bring in a Brian Harson from Boise, who seems to be a proven winner over there, but we'll see how he does in the SEC. What's it been like? Yeah, it's been kind of a complete culture change. Um, one of the things we've noticed and that we've heard a lot is not necessarily strict, but he's a lot more accountable. He holds his players very highly accountable. The workouts are a lot tougher. Um, and he's opened things up a little bit more too. Gus Malzahn was very closed off. Practices weren't really open. We weren't really allowed into the complex too much. But one of the first things Brian Harson did in the spring was have an open practice for not only the media, but the Auburn community. He wanted to open it up kind of to the Auburn family a little bit and let the fans get to know him a little bit more, even though they couldn't go down to the field and see him and stuff like that, but just get a look at the team a little bit. So it's been a culture change with Brian Harson here. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for you to see that on the field, but I think eventually you'll see that. That must be nice, Christian, because I also, not only do I do recruiting every second here using at recruiting underscore SEC on Twitter, but I'm also a writer and recruiting analyst for UGA sports.com. And there are no open practices. I can tell you that much. You get like 10 minutes maybe in a, in a Georgia practice session, but that's a good, that's a good move on his part. I think Harson will uh, bode that'll bode well for him. Now talk about some of the, before we get into the specifics of recruiting, which this actually ties into recruiting because both of these men are going to be doing a lot of recruiting for Auburn. Talk about the hires of Mike Bobo and Derek Mason, two former head coaches to become Brian Harson's coordinators there at Auburn. Yeah, I think those were fantastic hires. And those were hires that were really needed because he did bring some of his guys down from Boise State. And he brought guys from the West Coast like Burt Watts, stuff like that. So we didn't have a lot of Southern experience. Um, and leading into recruiting a little bit, you need that down here. So Derek Mason has proven that. He's already brought in some guys from the transfer portal that I think have been very good. And Mike Bobo is good for this area as well. And he's good for quarterback development, which Bo Nix needs a little bit of that. So 
I think those two were both pretty good hires and good coordinator, good spots at the coordinator positions for Auburn. Well, you talk about quarterback and Bo Nix, and then you also mentioned transfers. Of course, TJ Finley now Mm -hmm. on campus at Auburn. Is the storm already brewing in terms of the Auburn fan base and people wanting to know, is this going to be an open competition? Has Brian Harson really head-on address that? What is that going to be like, that dynamic of you've had Bo Nix, who's been kind of the golden child, if you will, of the Gus Malzahn era in terms of being the guy, even running off a guy. Uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank there. on Joey Gatewood. Joey Gatewood. You ran ran Joey Gatewood out of town, and now here comes TJ Finley. What is that element going to be like there at Auburn this fall? Yeah, so we haven't gotten to talk with Brian Harson on the record about this quite yet, but we have gotten to hear from TJ Finley, and he's not scared of Bo Nix. He came in to win the starting job. He didn't come in to be the backup. He's expecting a quarterback battle in the fall, and I think that's what we'll get. I still think Bo Nix will be the starter. I think TJ Finley is talented, and he showed off some of that, but he also showed off some other things that were a little bit lacking uh, last fall, and one of those things was that he's kind of a statue in the pocket. He doesn't really like to move, which that's what Brian Harson and Mike Bobo want in this offense but I don't think that's something they can really implement with their quarterbacks until a couple of years down the road because Auburn's offensive line is still struggling, especially when it comes to being uh, protecting the quarterback. It was a definitely a different type of offensive line makeup under Augusta Malzahn a lot, needing a lot more mobile uh, pulling, you know, ton of gap scheme, getting outside on those tosses and things like that. Jet sweeps. Uh, is it mm-hmm. going to be, I know with Mike Bobo's background, it's going to be much more of a heavy uh, there'll still be pow- definitely some power and some gap scene stuff, but a lot of more heavy zone downhill running style uh, system out of Auburn. So definitely going to need, like you said, to change offensive line personnel a little bit down the road. Are you not? Yeah, no, they're definitely going to have to. I mean, they've been playing with just about basically five guards. They haven't really had true offensive tackles in a little bit. The kind of the joke is Auburn is guard you. Um and look, that doesn't bode well for the quarterbacks. And it certainly didn't really bode well for Bo Nix last year. He was running for his life every time he drops back, especially in that Georgia game. That Georgia defensive line just tore through Auburn's offensive line. So that's one thing that Auburn is really certainly looking to change. And Brian Harson is looking to change moving forward. Because like you did mention, they're looking for more of that downhill running and more of a pro style offense out of the quarterback and out of the receivers. And that leads us maybe to our first major huge massive target in more ways than one that would yeah. be mr jacob hood who just finished off he, he visited auburn earlier in the month just finished an official visit at university of georgia talk to us about jacob hood and where this auburn in this class of 22 2022 the first one that brian harson's really trying to mold and put together himself here late how does jacob hood kind of fit in that for auburn yeah, he is a massive target for Auburn. You mentioned it. He's 6'8", 340. He's an offensive tackle that fits this system moving forward really, really well. And it's someone that Auburn really needs. I think they like their chances with Eston Harris, a local offensive tackle. And then he visited Alabama, and all of a sudden, Auburn's chances dwindled a little bit. So that made Jacob Hood that much more important. Um, he is a big target in this 2022 class, like you mentioned. Auburn's behind. It's just the way it goes with when Brian Harson was hired and they don't have the connections down here as much. So they've tried to make up for that a little bit by attacking the transfer portal really heavily and maybe not taking quite as many high school kids in the 2022 class. But I know one of the kids they want to take for sure is Jacob Hood. And Jacob Hood did put Auburn 
in his top three after we talked to him after he left the visit. But look, they've got some other big schools competing for him, so it won't be easy. Yeah, Georgia, Miami, Auburn, all there in the mix. Mississippi State even trying to buy there for uh, Jacob Hood, the big six foot eight, three hundred forty pounder, as Christian said. And Christian, you made a point there. You know, with the transfer market, you talked about hitting it very, very hard. Before we kind of get in a couple more of these prospects, eight, nine guys out of the transfer portal, other than TJ Finley that we talked about, are there any guys that right away, since we kind of putting a bow in that 2021 class, you said it's going to eat into the numbers of this 2022 class. So it's a little, little more relevant, even though they've only got three commitments. Any guys that are going to come in right away, other than potentially TJ Finley that you see, hey, these guys are going to be impact guys for Auburn. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Donovan Kaufman, the he can play safety or nickel, the transfer out of Vanderbilt. Um, he kind of decided to reunite with Derek Mason, and I know Auburn, they had to push with uh, Texas, I believe, to get him. So that was a big get. I think he'll be a starter. And then a couple guys along the defensive line, Marcus Harris and Tony Fair, those two are big additions. And then this guy, I mean, he committed a while ago. I almost forgot about him, but Drayshawn Miller out of West Virginia – he was an extremely talented defensive back, and pairing him with Roger McCreary will be huge for this Auburn secondary next year. Imagine how Noel, uh, Neil Brown up at West Virginia has to feel losing both Drayshawn Miller and Tyke Smith from that defense. Uh, yeah. Tyke Smith going to Georgia, Drayshawn Miller, as Christian just said, ending up at Auburn. So two very talented Mountaineers ending up in the SEC playing ball this year. And like you mentioned with Tony Fair, not only just a, a big guy in terms of impact, but six foot three, three thirty, a true two gap type guy. You know, UAB has been successful. People don't need to look at UAB. Oh, well, that's a different type of ball. UAB plays their share of SEC opponents and things like that. And Tony Fair has has definitely produced on the field. So that is definitely a good pickup for Auburn. But getting back to that twenty twenty two class, Christian, other than Jacob Hood. Um, who are some guys that you see Auburn really, really pushing for right now as these pre premier targets in the class of 2022? Yeah, so one of the big targets is Darius Clemens, a four-star receiver out of Portland, Oregon, which goes into kind of how Auburn is recruiting this 2022 class a little bit. So he's a big target. He was in Auburn for an official visit that first weekend of June, um, and he left with Auburn on top. But I know Oregon is pursuing him heavily. Penn State is pursuing him heavily. So He's kind of all over the board, so Auburn's got to compete with some other national schools there. I would look at Curtis Perry, a local defensive tackle um, out of – I'm drawing a blank here. I want to say he's out of Montgomery, but he's a very, very talented defensive tackle. He had something like 25 sacks last year. Well, he's, um, he's, a, he's just a relentless after the quarterback. I've, I've watched uh, I've watched Curtis's film. Just absolutely mm -hmm. gets after the quarterback there. But, yeah, Curtis definitely out of – out of the in-state so how hard is that going to be to prime away from from the clemson or crimson tide you think it's going to be extremely hard because alabama's been pursuing him heavily and you know it's hard to judge brian harson on this 2022 class and see what he can do but you want to see him win one two three of those battles against some of these local schools like lsu alabama georgia and that's what auburn's been missing on lately you know they've won some guys they've won tank bigsby they've won owen papo they've won a couple guys but they haven't been winning enough of those battles. So Curtis Perry is a guy that I think this new staff really needs to try and lock down as an in-state target. And I thought it was big. You know, we were talking before we started recording here, Christian, that 
we said, well, Kamari Wilson visited Auburn, but he's not going to end up at Auburn. But just being able to get a guy like a Kamari Wilson to come on a visit and signify to other recruits, okay, this is this is worth coming in here and hearing what Brian Harson and company have uh, to say about this program, about the future for Auburn. Do you think that's kind of maybe, even though they, they know they had a way outside shot of even uh, – being close with Kamara, do you think that's maybe what they were kind of trying to accomplish with bringing in the one of the top safeties in the country for a visit? I think so, yeah. We got to talk with Brian Harson a little bit right at the end of May, so right before the uh, dead period ended. And one of the things he mentioned was every recruit that steps in the building, every camper, we want to make sure that they have a great experience at Auburn. We may not be recruiting them. You know, They may be a totally unranked guy that will never even go and play college football just at one of our camps, but they want to make sure that everybody has a good experience, Kamari Wilson included, so that way they can go out and tell other kids, you know, at their high school or whatnot, hey, Auburn is a fun place. Auburn is a fun place to go check out. Once that new football facility gets built, a lot of kids will be interested in going to see that. So I think getting kids like that on campus is big, even if, you know, they're not going to land them in the commitment process. And Auburn has already shown under Brian Harson here to start off with, maybe by necessity, but they've already shown that they're not going to be shy of bringing in talent from the transfer portal. So who who says Kamari Wilson goes somewhere, doesn't enjoy his, his first year or two at that place, and then, you know, for an example, leans back and says, hey, I really had a great time at with Brian Harson. Let's say Brian Harson and Auburn uh, prove – fruitful and win, win some more games than people expect the first couple of years, that kind of stuff is maybe those connections you're trying to build. And especially with this one transfer rule, this new transfer portal rule and the SEC's allowing interconference transfers, basically everybody's got to get treated nice because you don't know where anybody's going to, going to end up at. Um, yeah. And Christian, I did want to touch on, there are only three commits in this class right now, as you mentioned, a little bit behind for Auburn, but one is the most important position in college football, which is quarterback, which is Holden Gariner from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, he plays at Benedictine down in, in South Georgia program. I know about pretty, pretty well down there. Tell us what Auburn thinks they're getting. And he really seems to be a Mike Bobo type guy, does he not, that's coming in there to Auburn? He is exactly that, yes. He is a pro-style quarterback, and he seems to be a really good fit. He's been rising in the recruiting process. I know Rivals uh, bumped him up a little bit in the latest rankings, so he is getting close to that four-star status. And Auburn really likes what they have out of him. You know, quarterbacks are one of the first to usually commit in a recruiting class because then they go on to help recruit some of the rest of the class, and he's been doing just that. He was going to be in Auburn for an official visit this past weekend. He ended up coming for camp and then taking an unofficial and staying the weekend. I believe he'll be taking an official either later in June, or I want to say he's coming back for a game in the fall for his official. But Auburn likes what they have there, and I think that could be a future starter to take over for whenever Bo Nix is done or competing with TJ Finley at least. So, Listen at him. He's dropping nuggets there, people. It's still going to be Bo Nix. It's not going to be TJ Finley. No. <laughs> we'll see how the competition, uh, how, it, how it turns out this fall. But Christian, in terms of to kind of wrap it up here, what are the expectations you would say if people are being I, I know Brian Harson and Derek Mason, Mike Bobo are supreme competitors and they're gonna go out and try to obviously win every ball game that they play. But if you were having to go out and tell the the most ardent of Auburn fans, 
listen, here's what your expectations should be for year one with the talent level here and what's going on. What do you expect those to be in year one for this Auburn football team? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. They have a season, not season opener, but an early season game against Penn State. Obviously, you have the Georgia and the Alabama and the LSU. So, I mean, it's tough. I would say anything more than eight wins would probably be a really good season. I think I think Brian Harson and all these guys have a really good plan in place, but it's a plan that's going to take time. And I don't think there are too many pieces away, but the pieces that they're missing, like we talked about earlier, the offensive line, it takes time to bring those guys in and develop them, develop them a little bit and make sure that they're SEC caliber. So it's going to take a little bit of time for Brian Harson and these guys to get things going. So Auburn fans are going to have to be a little bit patient, but I do think they have a good plan in place, but it'll take a little bit. And if you enjoy all things Auburn sports, make sure to go over to auburnsports.com. Check out all the pieces that Christian Clemente and all of the staff at auburnsports.com put out. You can follow Christian using at Clemente underscore on Twitter and get all of the latest Auburn news that cover the the stuff on the beat in terms of involving the team recruiting and you don't want to miss anything recruiting here in in june it is just an absolute whirlwind and you know guys you can follow this show recruiting every second using at recruiting underscore sec or my handle is at b gilmer 18 if you're not watching along here on the youtube version of the show christian thank you so much for joining and and just talking a little bit of Auburn football in this new regime that is coming to power here in Brian Harson and company and, and what to expect a little bit. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. So that's our episode here of Recruiting Every Second, guys, and we will catch you next time for more SEC football recruiting action. And this episode of Recruiting Every Second has been brought to you by Bet Online and Moink. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time because messes happen because hey listen remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation and you were like i'm serious if that leaks over the counter it'll be a slimy abomination by the time i get back and i was like yeah 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 of course don't worry about it i won't forget (laughs) well oh yeah that happens so start clean with clorox use clorox products as directed rinse after use if in contact with food surface when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.